and they get to the middle of their life and they look around at all this stuff that they have and they feel empty. Okay. And they have no idea why, because you know what? They did everything that their teachers told them to do. They did everything that their parents told them to do. They did everything that society said you should do. And they feel betrayed and alone and they don't understand why they're so unfulfilled. It's because no one ever taught them to take, take the time to figure out what you want for your life. And guess what? They take their own life as a result of it because, you know, there's also this stigma with men that if you speak up and tell everyone you're not okay, that you're weak and you're a little bitch. And, and that's, that's not true. Vulnerability is strength. I believe action is the foundation of success. With strategic action, your vision can become a thriving reality. However, in today's modern age, you will need world-class digital infrastructure designed around the goal of your business. At Vision Thrive, we specialize in creating websites, e-commerce sites, and mobile apps for your business. When you work with us, we have a no-questions-asked refund policy, so you're guaranteed to like what you see. If you're interested, please visit visionthrive.com. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-T-H-R-I-V-E.com. Look, this is perfect for every entrepreneur and MMA fighter out there. Again, take a look at visionthrive.com. Joseph, you're the co-owner of the Modern Body Project with your wife, your relationship coach, much, much more. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for being having me, Eric. Absolutely. I like to go back with my my shows, man. Like, where did you grow up and what was childhood like for you? Oh, yeah. I, I was born and raised in Clearwater, Florida. Um, you know, the hard streets of Clearwater, Florida. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it was, uh, my father was a musician. Um, you know, he, uh, it, our life was, was really about, um, you know, music and, and growing up, I, you know, it was a very, the best of two worlds. I, I, I always tell people my mother was raised in Omaha, Nebraska in the 1960s, which is, you know, like the pinnacle of, you know, nuclear family and ethics and values. And then you know, my father was uh, a musician, so we can you you can only imagine what that life and lifestyle was like. So, um, but but a, a lot of things that I learned growing up, uh, you know, was you know again those ethics, those values, integrity, the importance of manners, as well as you know you can make a living and and you can raise a family pursuing your dream, yeah. um, which my father was doing. Uh, I was a troubled youth. I started getting in trouble very early. Uh, it started, you know, in, in elementary school, middle school, and in high school, and and I was on a pretty destructive path from the time I was, uh, you know, thirteen or fourteen till about twenty six. Um, you know, battled alcoholism and drug addiction, and and uh, just just not a. I was not a good person. You know. I, I, I say that because deep down I really was, but if you looked at my behavior, it was reflective of somebody that was self-serving, um, a liar, a cheater, a thief. And, and I got in quite a bit of um, trouble with the law. I, I destroyed a lot of relationships. I objectified women and, and used them as possessions. And 
Uh, you know, I dropped out of high school. I got my GED. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was one of those things where two months before my son was born, I uh, made a decision that enough is enough. And I uh, got some help and, and, and I've been going as fast as I possibly can in the opposite direction since then, you know? Yeah. Um, I think one of the big things that I tell people is, and this has been coming up all the podcasts I've been doing lately is we focus a lot on motivation and inspiration, but the most powerful force for change that I've come across in my own life has been desperation. I mean, a desperate person gets shit done, bro. You know, like they are on a path to change and make things work. And so that's where I was at. And that's okay. You know, that, that, that's all right. And, and I think the other thing that I tell people is, is the moment that I made it about my life was as a result of my own behavior and taking ownership and taking self-responsibility. It was no longer my parents' fault, the girlfriend's fault, the cops' fault, the teacher's fault. It was Joe DeRoma's fault. Uh, my my life began to change just as a result of taking full responsibility, right? So um, I got three brothers. We're all pretty crazy, and uh, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun growing up. Um, and uh, you know, but it it wasn't it it got to a point where it wasn't fun anymore. If you know what sure. I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was the same. You know, I lived that rockstar lifestyle for the longest time, man. And then I saw somebody like when I was in my early twenties, I saw someone in their thirties, and I was like, I don't really want to be doing that when I'm in my thirties, man. Like, you know, that I remember that moment so specifically. At a, yeah, at a concert, that's when you right? were that's when you're uh, working uh, in the music industry. It was yeah, behind, it was backstage one day. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, dude, it's just Powerful wild, man. man. You know, you know, 2009. I think you were like. Go, you've had all these ups and downs through your life and stuff like that. But then 2009, you decided to kind of dedicate your life to personal growth and, and development and things like that. What was it that made you click, uh, you know, made that click and like, oh, man, I need to start pursuing this personal, personal growth and dedication and stuff like that. Pain, pain. Yeah. Pain. Um, you know, Tony Robbins says it and, and a bunch of other guys say, you know, yeah. change begins to happen when the, when the pain exceeds the fear of changing. You know, that that's when we start to take action in our own life. And and that was true. That was true for me. Um, the old saying, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I mean, there's a reason why that cliche saying is um, is is so real is yeah. because it's like, you know, well, I'll give it to you like this. My whole life. This is what I heard. You know, that Joe DeRoma could really be something if he just worked up to his potential. You know, and, and it's like, yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. It, it really is true because my life is proof of that, that if I actually take care of myself and love myself and love God and, and seek a spiritual solution first and then everything else second, like I have a pretty remarkable life, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was in quite a bit of trouble, Eric. So, I mean, the first three years that I was working on myself, I didn't even have a license, man. Mm. I had no car. And the bus systems are not great here in Tampa. Okay. <laughs> it's not like a big city. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I'm on the bus or the subway. It's like, no, 
I was riding bucks, bikes and buses and getting rides and, and it wasn't easy, but it was necessary in, in terms of um, the humility I needed to, yeah. you know, grow into who it was I was to become. You mentioned Tony Robbins there, and he's definitely one of my favorite kind of virtual mentors. It, who's your personal, like favorite, either personal or virtual mentor and why? Ooh, I don't know if I can say just one. Yeah, I, I so have, many. I, yeah, <laughs> I have, uh, I have a top three. Um, yeah. Um, Jim Rohn, oh, uh, yeah. Dr. Miles Monroe. Um, he's just, he is remarkable. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Les Brown and Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson just recently, cause he's just become kind of big, but, um, the other three guys, um, I've listened to them quite a, quite a bit, um, in the spiritual domain, it's Alan Watts. Yeah. Yep. Um, Alan Watts, I've been on him, uh, since 2013 and, and that's just been huge for me from a from a expansive, uh, spiritual, you know, thinking and just, you know, he's such a great orator. Yep. Everyone is so wrapped up in society's definition of success that it, 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 it just totally destroys their, what they're pursuing in their life until you clearly define what success looks like for your life, because it's, it's subjective. You right. have to define it for yourself, you know, and it's not, it's not what your parents say it is. It's not what your wife says it is. It's not what your teachers say it is. It's your life. Clearly define it for your life. The leading second leading demographic of suicide in our country is 35 to 44 year old men. Hmm. The reason is, is that they get, they go to, they graduate from high school. They go to college, they get the degree. They meet the girl, they get the job. Maybe they get a couple promotions at the job. They get a house, they get a nice car. They start having kids. Next thing you know, maybe they get another promotion. They're making good money, six figure income. Um, you know, maybe they have some debt they built up over the years. Maybe they even get some toys and they get to the middle of their life and they look around at all this stuff that they have and they feel empty, okay? And they have no idea why. Because you know what? They did everything that their teachers told them to do. They did everything that their parents told them to do. They did everything that society said you should do. And they feel betrayed and alone and they don't understand why they're so unfulfilled. It's because no one ever taught them to take, take the time to figure out what you want for your life. And guess what? They take their own life as a result of it because, you know, there's also this stigma with men that if you speak up and tell everyone you're not okay, that you're weak and you're a little bitch. And, and that's, that's not true. Vulnerability is strength. Hey, I'd like to give a special shout out to the sponsor of our show, The Makeover Master. I can't say enough good things about them as they've done a ton to help grow our show and support our mission through their branding and brand strategy help. Honestly, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without them. Here's the deal. If you run a business and you want more awareness, leads, and sales, everyone out there is telling you that their strategy, tool, or tactic is the magic pill that will give it to you fast and easy. But these quick fix solutions don't work for most 
because most businesses are either missing the foundations or they're out of order and the foundations are what make all these online strategies work. Well, I have some awesome news for you. Because of our sponsorship with the Makeover Master, I'm able to give you their $997 foundations course for free. I've been through this course myself and it is packed with so much value and it's unlike any other course out there today. You can get through it in less than a few hours and it will completely transform your perspective on what really matters and why it matters when it comes to having more success with your business online. If you go to the show notes of this episode, our sponsors page, or visit ericallenmedia.com foundations today, you can get access to the course completely free. And I'm not really sure when this free offer is going to end, so go to ericallenmedia.com foundations and get your free $997 gift from me to you. When you're coaching people, do you see this common struggle over men that you kind of see in a repetitive? Is it the emptiness or is it something else? From, from my experience, all the men that I've worked with, it's, it's just a lack of, of, of clarity on what they really want. Yep. They're, they're, they're just so jumbled up in their head about all the things that are going on and all the different directions are being pulled in um, that they're very confused mm-hmm. and confused men are not confident men. Right. Um, and I just don't think anyone's ever, a lot of them are afraid to sit down and, and sit with themselves. Um, a lot of them, I think, are, like I said before, confused. They don't know who to talk to. Um, they're very, a, a number of them have a big problem connecting with their wife and their kids. Mm. Um, you know, just because of the emotional part of everything. A lot of us had dads that were emotionally unavailable. So we didn't, we didn't know how to get, we don't know how to give and receive masculine love, you know? Um, so there's, there's that part. Um, I would also say too, another huge thing is, is Mr. N- Mr. Nice guy syndrome. Okay. You know, where it's just like, I got to do everything possible to keep the peace at the house. I mean, I've, I've worked with guys that are working full time, paying all the bills. They do all of the laundry. They do most of the cooking and cleaning in the home. And doing all this other stuff, like taking the kids to soccer practice, doing all these things, and their wife is just home miserable and depressed, and and like they have no idea what to do. And unfortunately, in those situations, um, you know, when you're in a in a spot of of the 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 rough part of desperation, right? Like women don't find that attractive. You know, they just don't. They, 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 they need you to kind of say, Hey, let's, let's get on the horse here. You know what I mean? And maybe shake things up and, and, and be the man for a minute here, you know, rather than trying to, you know, hold everything together. So, you know, it, it, it's tough. The biggest thing though, like I said, is men just, they lack the clarity on what they truly want for their life. They have no purpose. They, they don't really, haven't ever really gotten clear on what their passions are uh, just because no one's ever asked them those questions. The most important questions we should be asking ourselves, you know? Yep. 
Exactly. Eric, we're, I mean, we're not special. I mean, we're special because you're the only Eric Allen that will ever live and ever was and ever will be. And not same for Joe DeRoma, right? Yep. But at the same time, dude, we're just regular guys out here kicking ass, man. Yep. And if, if we can do it, any men can do it. Any man can do it, right? Like the story that uh, Les Brown always says about Roger Bannister, you know, up until the point that he broke the four minute mile, every person on the planet believed it was, it was, it was incapable of a human ever doing it. Yeah. You know, and then, and then after he did that, about 18,000 more people did it in the next 20 years, including some high school students. Come on, man. What are you most proud of in your life or in business? Hmm. I always answer the same question. Um, breaking the generational context of inattentive Daroma fathers. Okay. You know, it's, yeah. it was just constant generation after generation of absentee fathers not showing up in their life. And, um, you know, I broke that. I, I have my son full time. And uh, one of the big reasons why uh, I, I, the research shows um, that a lot of the problems we have in terms of, you know, college degree, um, graduations, you know, trouble with the law, um, continuous poverty is as a result of the father not being in the home. Um, it's just what the research shows. I'm just, that's it, you know, and, and the statistics around that are staggering. So, you know, if, one of my top five values is uh, legacy. And, uh, you know, that's breaking that chain and showing up daily for my son and being involved in everything that he does is the probably the one of the greatest ways that I can make a ripple into the universe in terms of lasting effect and change in the world. And, and, you know, I've had people say, you know, well, that's, that's, that doesn't seem like a lot. And I say, well, sometimes the simplest, smallest decision that we make on a, on a, uh, on a daily basis to show up for somebody is, is what's going to produce radical outcomes for the future, not some big mountain movement. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Man, this is such a good show, dude. Thank you so much for taking time, man. I have just a couple of other questions for you. I love to ask this. I'm a music guy. So I love to ask the question, like who's your favorite band or do you have a favorite type of music you like to listen to? Yeah, I, you might, it's funny. <clears throat> My mom just texted me last night and said she just finished watching the um, If You Don't Know Me By Now documentary by yeah. one of my favorites, Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah. So when I, I, when I was a kid in middle school, I was 10 or 11, I think. I got in big trouble and I was grounded for six months. And, wow. you know, how I got grounded back then wasn't, I didn't have a TV in my room. We didn't have all that stuff, you know. Right. I, I was I wasn't allowed to go outside. So all I had in my room was my dad's record player, his really good, you know, headphones he wasn't using. And I had all of his records and I discovered 70s soul music. Okay. So Barry White, Teddy Pendergrass, Marvin Gaye, you know, um, the brothers Johnston, um, all that stuff like that, you know, Quincy Jones and, and it, and it, 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 uh, it helped me escape. <clears throat> so, you know, I love Teddy's one of my favorite. I also love Luther Vandross. Um, I'm also a big, uh, hip hop fan. Okay. Um, my dad played fifties and sixties doo-wop, you know, so I love that stuff. I love yeah. Sinatra. 
I really pretty much get down with everything. Um, okay. Played in a punk band on the drum set in high school, but oh, that's awesome. um, everything but pretty much country. Some of the older stuff I like, you know, yeah. but I, uh, yeah, man, I, I love 70s soul music, man. Oh, so good, dude. So good. I remember like as a kid, I grew up, I was in my, at my grandma's house. I was always at her house and I would be downstairs in the basement where my dad actually had his room as a kid, which was funny, but she had all the eight tracks of Elvis and I would just be playing Elvis on eight tracks as a kid, man, like for years. I'm still a huge Elvis fan. My grandma still huge, like loves Elvis so much, man. And, and I think that was that huge inspiration for me, like, you know, being there and just playing. I didn't even know what eight tracks were. I was like, Ooh, this plays music. I'm just going to stick it in there. Man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> You know, but uh, man, such a huge influence on me, man. Yeah, Elvis is, is definitely up there with me. Joe, this was such a great show, man. Thank you so much, man. Where can folks get a hold of you, follow you, connect with you at? Uh, Joseph DeRoma on Twitter. I'm sorry, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all Joseph DeRoma. Thanks so much, Eric. Dude, killer, man. Thank you so much, man. This was an amazing show. Truly such an honor to have you. Thank you so much for watching the show today. I appreciate it. If you could, please leave a rating and review on our Apple podcast. The link is down below. That helps us get our message out, get the show out, helps us get ranked out there on the Apple podcast. Also, leave a comment below, man. I'd love to know what part of this show made the most impact on you. I respond to every comment on there. And please share this video, whether you're watching on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, please share it out. We want to make sure that we impact as many people as we can with the guests that come on my show and highlight those guests and what they've got going on and they're changing the world. So thank you so much for the time. So appreciate it. Have an awesome day.